You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to Land and Legacy Podcast. This is your host, Adam Keith. And Matt Dye. And we've got another exciting podcast to follow up last week's podcast of hinge cutting. We talked a lot about the different ways to use it and the different things to not do with hinge cutting and kind of hopefully um, opening opening the eyes and the management techniques when it comes to hinge cutting and the problems that may occur um, down the road. More hinge cutting to me, and as you heard in last week's podcast, is one of those things that could be really detrimental i don't know if that's the right word but it could be a problem prohibitive yes there you go you know like we talked about it there's so many there's so many different tools that a guy could use when it comes to managing timber and oftentimes that hinge cut is such a popular method and it gets applied in places and to certain portions of timber a timber unit where it doesn't need to be applied there's other things that can be done to achieve goals quicker and better and have a long-term lasting effect and that's where we're going this week with things you know with hinge cutting is it's like the immediate fix-all and which is kind of the great thing about it is that you can go and hinge cut for an hour and have it cover and some food right away but then when you start laying it out in a long term or a big portion a lot of acres it's a disaster it can be, and it's tough to work in. You've got to fight through that stuff for years to come. And again, it it's one tool that we can use among many different ones to achieve goals for our wildlife and for our timber too. And last week we had a we had a great response from people on social media, reaching out through email, giving feedback of what they thought about hinge cutting and some questions that further questions that they had. And that's why, again, we're, we're going to kind of stick in the whole timber management TSI ball game here this week and provide more information about other things that you can do when working in your timber to, again, maybe it's increase the value of it or increase um, the productivity for wildlife. Or both. Or both. That's exactly what we that's look we for like. Uh-huh. Try to find a way to make money off of it, maybe not right away, but in the future, but also improve the habitat, which is what we're all about. So um, are you ready to kick it off? Let's dive on I in. I knew you were going to say it. Matt's ready to dive in. Go Dive in. It. I always dive in. Head first. 
multiple times on every podcast. You, you know what? That's the best thing to do. Just dive I'm gonna on make in. Shirts, Matt. Hashtag like, dive in. Hashtag dive in. Everyone so, else is ready. Dive it well, in. that's why we're trying to get in quicker because we got a little <laughs> bit of feedback about how we like to ramble at the beginning. Yeah, we're just yeah. setting the stage. That's right. We're building it up. Yeah. So timber management. You know, I think of timber management. You go sometimes if you were a person to go to a bar, and there's like so much competition around for good-looking women. Like the resources are limited. You know what I mean? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Hang, dive in with me, man. Dive in. And what can you do? What are the best chances for you? Be is different. to limit the competition. Know. Remove the competition. So you're going to go to the bar and shoot the competition? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's no. what you're saying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh. what, that's what I got. I don't know about everybody else, but you said, nope. what's the best way when you go to a bar and you try to pick up women? Eliminate the competition. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what your definition is, but that's what I take. Eliminate or uh, remove. <laughs> I'm Why not saying go and so kill red? <laughs> You're accusing me of telling people to go to a bar and shoot them, that's, shoot them up. That's no, what, that's no, that's no, exactly no, what you no, said. No. So I'm just, I'm just trying to put the competition. A, a realistic, you know, thing that some people face. I'm just saying you need to eliminate or remove some of the competition, and that doesn't mean off them, but just thin it out, and then you have a better chance at getting those resources. So. You could you could you know put some X lax in their food or something. They're gone. Okay. They're done for the evening. Gotcha. You're trying to make me think of some other way, but that's a good There's way. Really They're no, done. All right. So Matt's gonna be just don't go. I'm to wiping tears out of my face, Matt, right now. Right now. Um, that was, I'm not so sure I follow along in that analogy, but yeah, really? sure, it sounds great. Eliminate the competition. That's what we're looking for in timber management. So we're trying to take out the species that aren't providing many or any benefit to the wildlife, and, I, and I'll explain that in a second, or they are prohibiting the beneficial species from expressing more of their potential. And the question is, why have them present in the timber if they're not achieving or helping you achieve your goals? Exactly. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why. And that's yet, the trick. That's 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 the importance of timber management. That's why it's a thing. That's why you know when we go to a property and we talk about you know hey this is the this is the biggest bang for your buck because you're you have a hundred acres but you own eighty acres of of timbered ground. We need to focus on the timber and not neglect it and realize what the goals are and from there use techniques that are going to get us there the quickest. And that that's working in the timber. For a lot of properties, a lot of hunting properties are, are timbered ground. We actually, I'll just do a short story here, and it doesn't involve any bars or Matt telling a story. So, bear that with was me not here. a story. It's just that was just a, uh, an analogy. Oh, okay. Let's hope your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, so, we were on a couple properties this past week, and um, two of the properties, one one was a, both were timber. One had not been timber harvested in a in a while um, and in fact many many years you couldn't even tell um, that there was any cutting in the past the other one had been cut and when we look at a property we're trying to think okay how can we make the biggest turnaround how can we improve it the quickest and cover the most acres 
and improving it. Um, so the one property we recommended trying to find a logger in the area and start opening up that canopy because it was a wide open park type setting um, to where there was nothing growing in the understory, but there was big, nice white oaks, black oaks, red oaks, all just scattered through the timber that were ready to harvest. He couldn't make money on it. And he was going to make money and greatly improve the habitat by opening up the canopy and then implementing prescribed fire and TSI work. Um, the other property had been harvested, and a lot that was left was, Matt, junkers. It, it was kind of the oh, classic yeah. setting of... Um, Cut the best, leave the rest. Yes. and But there was briars and all kinds of underbrush going on in that property, uh, in the timber areas. So implementing prescribed fire, knocking a lot of those saplings, a lot of those briars back, starting to try and get some more beneficial species in there. Just basically hitting the reset button, followed up with some TSI. And those two properties are going to be greatly improved just by doing that fire and doing a timber harvest. And, you know, the, the whole timber management is a huge umbrella for so many different types of techniques um, and, and goals that you have. Again, we've talked about removing undesirable trees, improving the habitat, improving the timber. That all falls underneath of timber management umbrella. And I don't know why there hasn't been such a focus on it. I think for, for people, I think, I think what we talked about in, in other podcasts is a little bit of fear of going in and cutting trees Messing and up. what that's going to look like. And because it, I mean, when you think about it and we'll talk about this at the end, but you're, you're predicting and having a strong influence of what's going to occur in that area for many, many years hmm. to come. When you start to for open up the canopy for your grandkids. Yeah. You, you have that control, if you will. You're, you're predicting, you're saying what's going to happen and what's going to come back when you choose these different techniques to use. And when you're, you remove a certain amount of trees and open up the canopy, that's, that's the pressure that a lot, a lot of people face. And then because they don't want to face it, they don't do anything about it. But what happens if you don't tackle it, um, and it, especially if you're in an area that's been harvested, let's say you buy a farm and most of the oaks have been harvested, you go in and, and when you go from a oak hickory forest or whatever's natural in your area, for us, I'll just use oak hickory because that's what we have, and you've had a long crew come in or somebody did, the previous landowner, and they cut almost all the oaks that had any value. Now you went from an oak hickory forest to a hickory oak or even a hickory elm or hickory maple forest because there are very few oaks left. You match that with a high deer density and those regenerating oaks, very very tough for them to get going and i think i think of the east coast a bunch you know th there's been logging that's the most logging that um this country has seen is is on the east coast just because it was um settled first and then they have high deer densities and the timber that's in there now in many many areas horrible i mean awful and very unproductive and then on top of that it's closed canopy and it's limiting the amount of growth and, and vegetation within reach. Yeah. It's it's like a double negative, if you will. It's yeah, like, there's wow, a, there's this a lot is of horrible. double negatives going on right now.